0: Welcome all to K-Drama School. Hello, folks. I have some amazing news. If you would like to order my book, K-Drama School, a pop culture inquiry into why we love Korean television, you can do this right now. And you can get 20% off on all of the hardcover editions. This does not include the ebook. This does not include the audiobook. This is for the Hardcore, hardcover copies only. And if you are a hardcore, diehard K-drama fan, and if you are a hardcore, hard-ass K-drama school fan, fan, then you want to order this book right now. You can pre-order this, baby. You can pre-order this right this very minute. Just go to the hachettebookgroup.com website. You can find the link on my website, gracejungcomedy.com. You can also find it on the kdramaschool.com website. The links are all right there. You can also go on my Instagram page, at Grace Young Comedy, You can also go to the K-Drama School Instagram webpage and the links will be right there. So convenient. All you have to do is use the code KDrama20 at checkout. Again, this does not apply to Amazon or any of the other retailers. It doesn't apply to Walmart. doesn't apply to Barnes & Noble. This is only for the HushetteBookGroup.com website. And you can use this checkout code right now. So go there. Do this, and exclusions do apply. This code expires on the day my book drops, which is April 23rd, 2024. It's coming up fast, really, really soon, so make sure you pre-order this right now. Good. Now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about some K-drama, shall we? Oh my goodness. It is pouring rain outside in Los Angeles right now. Flood warnings everywhere. I was at work today and then as I was driving home, I saw some major accidents on the freeway. It is serious out there. So if you're in Los Angeles, if you're in Southern California... Please drive carefully. Drive slowly. There's no rush. You don't need to rush anywhere. Just drive slowly. And you guys, I really want to talk about this latest show that I just finished watching. Maybe you guys have finished watching it too. It's called Flowers, Like Flowers Over Sand. Like Flowers Over Sand. That is a title. And it is a really cute show. I really loved it. This had like equal parts heart. It had some, you know, action thriller, you know, murder mystery kind of thing going on. So there's some edge. It keeps, you know, it's got some edge, but it's also got this roundness to it, like this quaint small town story. Oh, I really love that part. And it's got that tight-knit, you know, kinship element. Childhood best friends still being best friends when they're in their 30s. But also childhood best friends who, you know, separated when they were 11 and reuniting 20 years later and becoming lovers. That That's also in there. It's got all these lovely elements. And this was written by Won Yu Jung, who only wrote one other show before this one she wrote the lies within back in 2019 which i have not seen but considering like flowers over sand like how impressed i am with this one i might go and see that one and i feel like a show like this like flower over like flowers over sand it's about you know shitum Shirem means uh, wrestling in Korean, and it's not like, you know, the standard kind of Western wrestling that we see, right? It's also different from sumo wrestling that you see in Japan. Shirem is a Korean style of wrestling. So, for those of you who watch Korean variety shows, right, you guys might know Kang Hodong. You know, he's like one of the hosts on that show, Ask Us Anything, or Men on a Mission, or uh, Knowing Bros, right? Aneunhyang-nim, that's the Korean title. And um, he's been a variety show host for like 25 almost 30 years now but back in the day he was he was like a shirim wrestler like a like a shirim they call it like you know uh uh like, winning the Changsha or whatever, you know? Like, they got this cattle, they do, like, this, like, big ritual thing, right? Like, he was, like, this chubby young dude who became a wrestling star when he was in his 20s. And he eventually made this big career as a television variety show host because of his, like, comedic and his, like, fun, naive sensibilities, okay? So, um, this show is specifically focused on Korean wrestling. And I feel like a show like this could only be written by somebody who understands what wrestling was like. So I feel like somebody like Won Yu Jung probably wrote this from her heart. You know, she's probably writing this from a place where she knows exactly like what this is like, what is the town like, what is Shitum like. She, she seems to know what the deal is. So this feels like a very personal story and I feel like that was the draw for me. That's why it was so engaging for me. And the show was directed by Kim Jin Woo, who has directed quite a few dramas, but they're all very, very different. So for instance, he directed Good Doctor, okay? Like, not the one that you see on ABC right now. That's like the, the 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 spin-off based on the Korean Good Doctor, which came out like like a decade and a half ago or something. He also directed Queen of Mystery, which is like a Sherlock Holmes, but the detective is a woman and she's a mother (laughs) and a wife and a divorcee. This is like very interesting. And he directed the show A Model Family, which is a Netflix original series. So it was like super violent. Okay. It was super violent. It was like kind of gross and gratuitous at times like so this director does not have a consistency about him Uh, let's call him eclectic all right let's call him he's very versatile yeah he does like anything and everything and I feel like of all the shows that he's done this one is perhaps like the most balanced, I would say, in terms of tone. Because Good Doctor is like very cheesy, sentimental. And then A Model Family is like very violent. Queen of Mystery, maybe this is closer to Queen of Mystery. I would say Queen of Mystery and Like Flowers Over Sand, tonally they have like a similarly shared balance thing going on. Um, like Flowers Over Sand stars chang dong Yun who is, you know, this this young actor. He's appeared in about a dozen or so K-dramas since 2017. He was in Mr. Sunshine. He was in Daily Dose of Sunshine. He's done a lot of Sunshine uh, shows. But he was never that memorable to me. Mm. But... Like, after this show, I'm like, I'm totally hooked. I think he's a fabulous actor. He's very committed. Yeah, I could tell that. Because, you know, in his other, like appearances he stayed like sort of like you know um, pretty skinny pretty tight yeah like trying to look like a model like pretty boy but for this show he's committed like to the role he beefed up you could tell like his ass got thick his thighs got thick his like gut area his chest got thick he's definitely taken some protein shakes you know you could tell he's like committed to his role as an actor and he definitely came off as a shit like a Shirum athlete, a Shirum wrestler. So I was like, okay, like, Chang Dong Yun, I see you, I see you, boy. And he was great. He was really good in like flowers and sand and made a definite impression on me, especially because he's using this Gyeongsangdo um, uh, accent. Yeah, this Gyeongsangdo dialect. And that's not a dialect that's easy. To everybody, like while I was watching the show, for instance, I could hear like it being delivered in an awkward way from quite a few people, especially the actress. So, Yi uh, Jin Young is the actress, the opposite of this guy um, the female lead on this show I first noticed her when she appeared in 2521 and she was really great in that she played the high school girl who stands up to the teacher who starts hitting like who's hitting all of his students so she's like this like morally upright you know social justice warrior type so a strong female kind of character and she's again playing this strong female character in this show and she's only been appearing in shows the last five years so her career is still very relatively new but she's a decent actress but I think she does need to work on her dialect a little bit because her dialect was not very convincing to me she started her career as an as a model initially and she's transitioned into acting and I feel like she has got She has got what it takes to really shine and blossom and really do well as a performer in this industry. So my eyes are on her. Now, actress Kim Bora also appears on this show. And she was definitely a fan favorite from the show Sky Castle when she first appeared. Really distinct features, strong features, like memorable kind of glare, right? Like Koreans call it nunpit, uh huh. Like that look in her eye. Yeah, she's got what it takes to, you know, give off that sort of like insane look, you know, the psycho look. Yeah, she's good at that. And she's definitely a strong female character. That's something I really appreciated about this show. Because typically when a show is like, you know, uh, featuring like mostly men, they have like one girl who's like a strong chick, but in this show, no, there's like a bunch. All right. Not only do you have, you know, um two uh, Tushik and then this other chick, but you also have the actress who plays Pictu's mom. So Chang Young Nam is the actress who's playing Pictu's mom and she was my favorite on this series. All right. Granted she's not like a big, you know, she doesn't play like a giant role. She doesn't appear in like every single scene, but she's so intense. Hard, loud, and refreshing. Yeah, she doesn't take any shit, you know, no holds barred. Just she's like barking. I mean, she plays like this skinny little petite woman who gave birth to three boys and raised them all into wrestlers, right? So she knows like how to be an athlete's mother. She knows how to be an athlete's wife. And she's loud and like super like fiery. I, I, Freaking loved her every time she was on the screen for this show I was like paying attention, I was learning a lot, I was taking her in, her energy just like, oh, gave me so much fuel and she starred in a film called Ajima back in 2012, which is like a spinoff of the movie Ajashi which starred Bin. okay, so Ajima is like also violent, emotionally visceral it's like very physically intense mentally intense, and she was the star in that, and so I always knew that she had like guts and glory, but Man, is she good on this show? It's like she's like very funny to watch. Very, very funny to watch, but also like, oh, like I'm really paying attention to her. Yeah, my eyes can't help but go to her. So good. I really, really adored watching her. So, Chang uh, Nam. She's somebody I would consider a veteran actress at this point. You know, she's been performing in movies since like the late 1990s. And she's been in dozens of movies, dozens of TV shows. And very rarely was she playing the lead. But I feel like now is the time for her to shine because she's currently playing another very strong female kind of type in the the show Captivating the King which is a show I'm, like, watching with great enjoyment and enthusiasm at the time. She's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I want to see more of Chang Young-nam in the future. Like, this is her time. This is her time. I really, really love this show, Like Flowers in the Sand, because it's about childhood. It's about friendship and love. But with such purity, you know, there isn't, like over-the-top crazy drama, over-the-top crazy games, there's like a grounded and settled realism to it all, and I could breathe throughout the series, you know? Like, I'm not, like, hyperventilating and, like, having an anxiety attack while I'm watching it, you know? Like, I don't need a Xanax to watch like, Flowers in the Sand. It's very um, tender and pure, like the lead character, Baekdu. He's a tender, pure, heart of gold kind of kid, and he's so lovable absolutely lovable there isn't an ounce of treachery in this person and he wears everything on his sleeve and it's like his female companion Tushik on the other hand she has this like childhood trauma thing going on so she's a little more guarded a little more closed off and she's a cop so she's like a little more intense but she also can't help but melt in front of her childhood buddy you know Pictou is just so precious and Yeah, she can't help but root for him. And, of course, in the end, like, uh, spoiler alert, they do fall in love. Like, if you couldn't tell from the beginning of the show, like, that is what goes down. So I really love this show because, yeah, of course, it had, like, these other elements. It's got the whole murder mystery thing to give it edge. But there were genuinely moments when I was just watching the show and I was like, what murder? what mystery? Like this is just a show about like sweet kids, you know, coming back together and like reuniting and hanging out by the beach. Like that's all it was for me. So really, really good series. I I really love the steady, calming quality of the show. Um, There was nothing too violent or over the top that made me like cringe. Uh, it's a quaint story about a quaint town. And I feel like K-dramas lately you know, like we're, we're seeing this everywhere, like with the Hamdali show, we have that. And then we had the show with um, uh, uh oh, the guy that was like criticized, you know, f- because his ex-girlfriend like thought that she was coerced into getting an, amor- an abortion, you know, you know, those, the, the series I'm talking about. You have all these shows where like these fast hustle and bustle city dwellers go back to their quaint little rural town to see what's up, to like, you know, have a steadier, slow-paced life because they're burnt out and, you know, they just couldn't understand why they bothered living such an anxious, hyper-driven life in the first place. They either go back to their childhood or they just move to a rural town to like get some peace and calm and quiet. So um, there's something about these like countryside K-dramas lately. That is definitely a pattern. It's definitely a theme. And I feel like it is speaking to the anxiety that millennials and older Gen Zers are starting to feel like they don't feel the pressure and the ambition to like succeed and be over the top like high salary making kinds of people that need to succeed in the most standard sense this notion of success is starting to diversify proliferate and change in all these different ways and I find that healthy I feel like that is a healthy progressive sort of move in the South Korean psyche. Let's call it the the whole sociocultural collective subconscious. Like this is a healthy sort of forward movement that I'm appreciating right now. So I really love this show. And if you haven't seen it, what's stopping you? I say go and check this out. There was never a moment when I was bored watching this show. I loved every moment of it. And it's a delight. So check out Like Flowers in the Sand. And And you guys, be sure to uh, pre-order my book, K-Drama School, A Pop Culture Inquiry into Why We Love Korean Television. And be sure to use the code, oh, oh, wait, oh, go away. Uh, Be sure to use the code KDrama20 at checkout on the HachetteBookGroup.com webpage, which you could find on my website, GraceJungComedy.com and KDramaschool.com. And on my Instagram Grace Young Comedy and on the K-Drama School Instagram. Okay. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Be safe.